This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome, everybody, to the Skeptical Skeptics Podcast. I'm your host, RJ Metzger. And I'm Rachel Metzger. And this is episode 38.5, which is a special mini episode about Grace Sherwood, the Witch of Pungo. So anyway, a couple short call outs uh, for this week. Marcelino Rodriguez, I believe I'm saying that right, Marcelino. Um, But yeah, you're our newest Patreon Patreon member, and we are going to be sending you a sticker However, I have to make sure that we have your address. So if you don't have an address to us, consider this your. If you don't have an address to us. If you haven't sent in an address to us, whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah. Consider this like your uh, uh, not warning. That's aggressive. Uh, what's the term? <laughs> your, um, sl- your notice. Slight nudge. Yeah. To get us your address. Although I'll check Patreon. Notification. Yeah. I'll check Patreon again and see if I have it. Um, I'm Agent Zero. Thank you for the rating. And Mark Rodriguez, <laughs> I may have called you out before, Mark. I'm not certain. But anyway, welcome to the Fantasy Football League, which, by the way, we started a Fantasy Football League. If you want in, I think there's only like one team slot left or just reach out to me um, from now forward. We're going to need to do them in groups of twos. So um, but yeah, if you want in, just let out, uh, let us know on social media. Um, and then there's. Tessa Antoni from the UK. I believe that's what your handle from Instagram reads has. Um, so I know you asked for a sticker. I would love to give everyone a sticker that asked for one, but uh, I think you know because you mentioned the iTunes review. Um, you're going to get two entries because you did an iTunes review for the drawing. Um, so yeah, I would love to give a sticker to everyone who asked for one, um, but you're in a drawing. Uh, however, there is a way to get one. If you just join the Patreon uh, for a $3 a month thing, but only for one month and then immediately cancel. I'll still get you a sticker. That's the easiest way for us to get you one um, because. The uh, good stickers that are like diecast or whatever, they're not made by our vendor. They're made uh, from like a group order or whatever. So you can't like just order them online. So that's the only way I can really get it to you. So, yeah, I didn't want to type all that out. I just figured I'd tell you. So there we go. Um, That's all I got. Oh, no, in the news, I had something. Oh, if you have ever seen anything by Josh Gates, um, then you'll know he's a phenomenal seeming human being and really cool. Um, And he is doing an episode. uh, It came out Wednesday and then the part two comes out next Wednesday from his Expedition Unknown show about the Dyatlov Pass incident. Um, And since that was our first episode, we did a crap job covering it. (laughs) He's done a really good job with it so far. Um, So I would I would really highly recommend that you check that out. Um, whatever he comes up with as far as his, uh, findings or whatever, like I'll mention it, um, after the episode concludes next week, but yeah, definitely check it out. I love Josh Gates, love his shows. Um, it's just a really fun way to look at some of these things. Um, Expedition Unknown is definitely more history based, but his old show Destination Truth is really good to check out as well. So this week we were actually going to do the Salem Witch Trials, which we still may do a full blown special on um, just because of how in-depth it is. And actually some of the uh, like Matt, uh, like uh, majorly accepted like reasons for why the Salem Witch Trials happened actually have, all have contradicting evidence. So it is a very in-depth um, case. So instead of doing it for a mini episode, we decided to do one specific case, um, Grace Sherwood. So she was the only 
um, witch accused in Virginia. Um, also the last. And the last. Um, well, that's by definition. No, I mean right? like one of the last ones, period. Yeah, period, right. Um, but anyway, so it's an interesting case. It's also a case near and dear to our hearts. Yes. Because we went to Colonial Williamsburg in Virginia and got to see a reenactment of her trial, which if you guys are ever anywhere near uh, Williamsburg, we can't recommend Colonial Williamsburg enough. It's like literally the best thing we've ever... Amazing. Yeah, been to. We love history. And though. if you would like to hear about Grace Sherwood, go watch Cry Witch. Cry it Witch is, is like one of the better productions. Phenomenal. Yeah. They also have a few others. Um, that are good. Very that's good. That's like a trial of a pirate and things like that. And they're all awesome. But Cry Witch is my favorite. Yeah. That, that performance is, is incredible. When you get to be like a part of the jury, it's just awesome. It's, if you're early. So show up early. Yeah. Well, either way, yeah, you get to be a part of the crowd or if you're early enough, you get part of the jury. So. Yep. So super fun times. Anyway, let's get into it. Um, so Grace Sherwood was born. In 1660 in Pungo, Virginia, which is now basically Virginia Beach. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time she was ever accused of witchcraft was in 1697, uh, when Richard Capps accused her of casting a spell on one of his bulls that killed it. But basically the court was like, you have no proof. And so they dismissed it. Um, so also in 1698, Elizabeth Barnes... Um, alleged that Sherwood took the form of a cat, uh, came into her house, jumped over her bed, whipped her, and then escaped out of her keyhole. But um, So she also accused her of that, but nothing came of that one either. The court didn't accuse her of anything. Yep. Also, how did you turn into a cat and then go through a keyhole? Cats can't fit through keyholes. Doesn't make sense. Right? I'm not fully understanding this allegation. Yeah, so um, for several years, from 1698 through 1706, um, she was a midwife, a healer, and, um, her husband passed and she was a mother of three and multiple accusations came that she had ruined crops, killed livestock, and then conjured up storms even. Um, and so a lot of these things either were informal, um, and even grew into like a local legend that we'll talk about later. But, uh, in general, it was just like this brewing, she became like this brewing nuisance. Um, right. And like people generally believed her to be a witch. Well, and the saddest part about all this is every single time she got accused, she would uh, fight back with a lawsuit of her own of, of uh, defamation and she never won. And so her and her husband's had to, had to pay for all of these right. lawsuits. Now, she, she so she never won the defam- defamation yes, uh, thing, right. but she did win in December 7th of 1705. Um, she sued Elizabeth Hill and her husband, which we'll talk about them in a bit. And they're her neighbors. Yeah. Um, and was awarded damages of 20 shillings. Uh, she sued them for assault and battery. Because they got in a fight. They got in a fight. Mm-hmm. And she actually won that one. So so then unsurprisingly, on January 3rd of 1706, she was accused of witchcraft by her neighbor, the one and only Elizabeth Hill. Yep. Um... And she was only brought to trial for this accusation. So even right. though um, she had been accused of witchcraft in the past, none of those went to trial. And this is the one that actually went. So um, Elizabeth Hill's primary um, complaint, I guess. Charge? Charge, yeah, was that um, she claimed that Grace uh, Sherwood bewitched her and caused her to miscarry. Um, now, whenever she was brought to court... They had a jury of women search Grace for witches marks and uh, which is spots where a witch might have might suckle her familiar, which is an animal like demon given to her by the devil. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And it was found that she had two. Um, now, there are actually two different versions of the story. So what happened with Gray Sherwood's uh, court records, by the way, were that they were lost in a fire um, during the Revolutionary War, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there are certain things about her trial where, where her second trial, actually, which we'll talk about, is completely lost. Um, but her original trial, um, there are certain gaps that have to be filled by understanding how those trials normally go. Um, but they actually lost quite a bit of her records. Um, so there is some conflicting evidence here, but it's still an interesting case. Um, so interestingly enough, this is why I specifically wanted to talk about Barnes. Um, the foreman of this jury of 12 women that they called quote, ancient and knowing women, um, (laughs) was Elizabeth Barnes, Mm. which is super telling. Um, also, they, the marks that they found, they said they found two marks and they called them, quote, marks, not marks, not like theirs or like those of any other woman. And again, I don't what I don't know what that means. Right. And like, it was even said that they took a, uh, quote, um, witch's pin, which is just a needle, essentially, and started poking the these, quote unquote, marks. And they didn't bleed, which was submitted as evidence. And then also she, quote, didn't feel her pricking them. Um, which I mean, it's like if you have two nasty moles, right? Uh, which can both not bleed and also not feel pain from same as skin tags. Apparently you could then be a witch. Um, so basically from all of this, like the court was super confused. Like there was all this confusion about like, is she a witch? Is she not a witch? Right. Whatever. No one could really decide. Um, but they did consider her to be suspicious. So they officially took her to like put her in custody may of 1706 and that's when she went to jail um and this is when they decided to do the trial by water right so there's a couple things that happened in between there um one like this so this trial went from the county court and then was supposed to go to a higher court Mm -hmm. but got bounced back to the county court which added to the time um spent there and then also was part of the driving force to getting her this water trial, which at the time, by the way, was actually out of use in Europe because it was already determined to be just superstition. So this is how late into the witch game this is. So there are a couple uh, claims that happened in court that, again, some like I didn't see any historical record of this, so I don't know if it's just legend, um, but it's like it, so there are things like from period journals and period articles reporting these things. Um, but the actual court transcript is lost. So take that for what you will. But anyway, a couple of things that supposedly happened in court were Barnes, um, who not only was one of the people who alleged she was a witch from turning into a cat, but also was a midwife to Hill. Um, who again, if you remember Elizabeth Hill claimed that Sherwood made her miscarry. Right. And so that's where her testimony came in. She said that she's done, three score babies or 60 babies births only lost three of them. And the most suspicious one was Hill's baby. And so that's why they decided to testify in court. But anyway, so she claimed that um, Sherwood was actually making her head hurt while in court. Anytime that Sherwood like looked or shot her a look, um, she claimed physical pain. Um, There was also a claim that Sherwood could not recite the Lord's prayer. And the reason why this is an important claim is one from the realist perspective, why would this woman not be able to recite the Lord's prayer? Right? Like that's a pretty scary. Well, and you would want to, right? Because if it's such a simple thing and it could let you off the hook, then 
There you go. Now, from a did it actually happen perspective, some of the reasoning behind why they think it did is because it wouldn't have gone to water trial if she could just recite the Lord's Prayer. Right. Right. So that's really why, even though they don't have a direct transcript of it, it is widely believed that that was I mean, that's a test that they did do in court and she couldn't pass it. That's why it went to water's trial. So um, it's to be presumed uh, that she she did that. Um, There's also claims that she passed out while attempting to to, Mm -hmm. um, say the Lord's Prayer. Her hand Uh, was burned when she touched the Bible. Yep, her hand was burned when she touched the Bible and she couldn't even swear on it um, fully. Um, and some other witch stuff. So again, sign of the times. Did people run away with it? Make the story bigger? Maybe. But for it to go to water trial, which again is the only one in Virginia's history to go this far, um, it is presumed that she failed these basic tests first. Right. So that's really part of the backing there. Um, but anyway, so they did decide to bring her to a water trial, which in case you haven't seen Monty Python, um, <laughs> is a, uh, if you haven't, what are you doing here? Right. Um, <laughs> it involves binding the accused hands and feet in a cross pattern. So binding the right thumb to the left ankle and the and the left thumb to the right ankle. Um, and it's very unpleasant. Yep. And then getting tossed into a body of water. Now, a defendant who sank was presumed innocent because the water, which is a pure element, uh, will have accepted him or her and the defendant who floated is presumed guilty because the water will not accept an evil spirit or evil entity. Um, Where does the duck come in? Because ducks float. So ducks are evil. I don't know if that's the thing. I think it's like they presume if you were to float, you'd look like a duck. I don't know. So they say like, I'm so confused by that. Are like, like, but then you'd have to be saying ducks are evil. No, I think they're just ducks saying won't be accepted by the they're water. They're just saying you'd look like a duck. Because I think they know that if you kill a duck, it sinks, which also, it does. didn't they know that most people float? So, no. I don't believe they did know that. And actually, there's something t- to that as well. Because so, I float. I guess I'm, I'm a witch because I float. I sink like a damn rock. You're so, pure as hell, apparently. Yeah, apparently. Um, but anyway, so, I, I, I mean, I don't know their understanding. Again, in Europe, at this point, they've already thrown this out. So right. they were to the point that they were like, you know, duck or no duck, this is a test. Oh. I'll believe that. Um, but anyway, so anyway, so you and your anyway, sis. so on the day of, of course, obviously lots of people came, right? Like that's a, it's a big deal. It's this huge thing. They basically wanted to see her drown. Um, but there was no intention of like, actually, I think I always saw as yet when I was younger, like, oh, so she's not a witch, but then she dies, you know, cause she drowns, but they, there was no intention of her actually drowning. Well, like, and, that, they, and that's specific to this case because in other uh, duck trials, it was well known that if they did sink, that they would then bury them in consecrated ground, acknowledging that they were innocent. Only with Grace Sherwood's trial did they take precautions such as ha- making sure she herself agreed to it. And they even postponed the date because the co- the weather was, quote, mm-hmm. very rainy and bad. So it possibly might endanger her health, end quote. So this is specific to her trial. Well, and they had like uh, there was her boat with the sheriff in it and then another boat full of people yep. next to them so that they could help her. Yeah. So th- um, they, even if she sank, they intended to. Yeah. So save her. she was taken 200 yards out into the water and she was quoted saying, I can't I feel weird saying quoted. What we believe she was quoted saying, quote, before this day be through, you will all get a worse ducking than I. Yep. Um, and so when she was thrown into the water, she quickly floated to the top. 
The sheriff then tied a 13-pound Bible around her neck, which is, where are you finding a 13-pound Bible? Um, which made her obviously start sinking. But she apparently untied herself and then floated up again. So everyone, all the onlookers were uh, sure she was a duck. She was a duck. Sure she was a witch. <laughs> um, and apparently, as she was pulled out of the water, a downpour of rain started drenching the onlookers. Yeah, which, you know, again, is according to uh, that story. Right. But yeah, I would love it if they'd actually did start raining, but it was just like tiny drops. Right. Like, oh, she was right. So then again, uh, or at this point, it also says that women uh, examined her for mm-hmm. additional proof and they found, uh, quote, two things like tits on her private part of a black color, um, a.k.a. again, wishes marks where her familiar could suckle. Um now, so so it's interesting that by all accounts, though, Grace did float, right? Yeah. So she floated um, and was then convicted of witchcraft. And a second trial was ordered, although the re- results of the trials are lost. Um, again, I believe to the fire as well, or maybe to something else. I can't remember. I don't know. Um, but we do know that by seven, 1714, so what is that, eight years later, um, her land was returned to her and she lived until around 1740 mm-hmm. on a large farm in Princess Anne County. Um, she uh, paid the back taxes on the property, which returned her farm to her. And she um, lived out as essentially a uh, healer and um, like friend to nature is kind of her legacy. And she made it to 80, which like, yeah, at that <laughs> at time, time, man, she might have been a witch. I mean, who knows? Props to you, Grace. Right. Um. This is probably my favorite part of this story. So according to one of the legends, there's probably lots and lots of legends about Grace Sherwood. Um, But according to one of them, when she died, her three sons put her body next to the fireplace and a wind came down into the chimney. And um, as the like wind swept up with embers, her body disappeared. And all that was left was a cloven hoof print. Right. Which I love. Along with that, um, prior to her death and prior to her conviction, there was actually a local legend. Um, Again, it was widely believed that she was a witch, um, but it said that, quote, she had crossed the Atlantic to the Mediterranean in an eggshell and had been pleased with the odor of rosemary growing on its shores and on her return from this voyage in an open boat had brought some plants for which to set her out around her cottage. Uh, and it was because of this little like story that was floating around um, that they were actually like saying that she brought the rosemary that Pungo was covered in. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said that um, her voyage in an eggshell was, quote, uncanny and quote, and decided that it was, quote, plain that Grace Sherwood was a witch and ought to be punished because of this dumb little <laughs> story. Anyway, um, I feel like if someone took a voyage in an eggshell, the word I would use would not be uncanny. It was right. something much bigger than that. Right. Um, but anyway, so Grace Sherwood, um, there is a statue standing alongside a raccoon, which represents her love of animals. And she's holding a basket of rosemary, which represents her nursing skills. Um, and that's by the hospital, which is near the side of the jail mm-hmm. where she was probably incarcerated. Um, and also in 2006, Governor Tim Kaine finally uh gave an informal pardon 300 years to the date after her trial by water. And she was also trialed by what is now called Witch Duck Road um, Mm -hmm. in Virginia Beach. So to recap, right. And the reason why it's such a fascinating case is because not only was this person like 
accused of being a witch. But then she did have witches marks, apparently um, couldn't recite the Lord's Prayer and then also didn't pass the uh, floating test like the duck test, which I mean, I don't know if you've ever had your fingers tied to your ankles and been chucked into a body of water, but it's pretty hard to float in that regard. No, I almost want to try. I wonder if I would. I float a lot in water, like really easily. Well, she so she floated and then was able to untie herself, which, by the way, so I heard it was tied to ankles. And then I also read it was tied toe to big. I mean, big toe to thumb. And I feel like that would be very easy to get out of. Yeah. So, I I mean, I don't know the validity of the test. I'm not saying Grace Sherwood was a witch, but I am saying it is interesting to fail every freaking test. Yeah. Um, I first off think what a time where if there's an old lady in the neighborhood who really bothers you, you could just accuse her of being a witch and get her at least thrown into jail, possibly dead. And at most thrown into a river. Yeah. Yeah. Great times. Like, hey, this lady pisses me off. Really? She pisses me off, too. Let's do do something about this. There had to be some people who did that. Like, I'm not saying everyone who accused someone of being a witch didn't actually believe they are a witch, but some of them had to. Right. And especially the whole like she was a nuisance thing. (laughs) Like people just obviously didn't like Grace Sherwood. I mean, yeah, they were gossiping about her starting stories about eggshells. I mean, it's pretty, pretty obvious. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's. It's interesting, like it by all it's just like by all accounts of what they have decided, which means sure, it's just like, you know, that it's like whose line is it anyway? Like the rules are made up and points don't matter. Like the rules that they decided of what a witch is, like we were talking about the floating thing. Water is pure. What is this? Like, that's nonsense. And obviously it's 1600s. But I mean, it's just like, sure, she floated, but. But you're. Your test is stupid. So, yeah, I think that's the thing, though. Like if you so from modernized, right, like it's easier for us to say, well, she wasn't a witch. Um, now, it's more fun to say what if she was right. But from modernized, it is easy to say that. But from the Times perspective. Oh, yeah. Like if you're sitting there and a woman can't say the Lord's Prayer just to exonerate her name, like what are you going to think? Right. The um, only thing I could think about that is. I mean, that was a really stressful moment for her. And that was really terrifying. And I mean, for a lot of women, if you if you were called a witch, you were murdered. So, I mean, like, yeah, but for her to the other part to me is to sign up for the floating duck test and then not just sink and like let the air out of your lungs. No, I can't make myself sink. Well, I it's really hard for me. My gosh. I'm a witch. <laughs> like, apparently. I, yeah, apparently. You married a witch. I don't know. It's like the easiest thing in the world for like, me to say. I can't make myself sit on the bottom of a pool. I float. Yeah, but you can go under the water. Yeah, I can go under, but I can't. But I have to, like, push the air out really hard, which I think they would see happening. Yeah, maybe, maybe counts as cheating. I don't know. No, the water would reject you. Doesn't make a difference. So anyway, if you... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know what to make of it. I mean, it's really one of those things where it's just like unlucky. Yeah. Well, I mean, she lived to 80, so she wasn't that unlucky. But it, it stood the test, like as a story, it stood the test of time for a reason. It's just, it's kind of uncanny, like to fail every test. As yeah. simple or as weird as they are or as inaccurate. Um, the most interesting thing to me is like a lot of, because um, we had to, in high school, we read a I forgot what the, the, there's the movie with Winona Ryder. We read the book about the Salem witch trials. I think it's actually just called that. I can't remember anyways. Um, but the interesting thing to me, and it comes back a lot with the whole witch thing is the fact that like so much of it is rooted in like 
fear and the community itself causing issues. Cause like for so many of the girls, you know, it was like, well, if I tell them that she's a witch, then I get to stay alive or like things like that. And like with this, it's clearly like nobody liked Grace. Like nobody wanted to be around this person. So maybe there's a chance someone thought she was a witch, but there's definitely many chances that people just didn't like just her. Didn't like her. And so it's interesting that this like thing that has become this big parent, like not, maybe not exactly paranormal, but you know what I mean? Paranormal esque thing really just started with jerks. Well, so here's the thing. Though. Or like people sleeping with the wrong women and then calling them witches. Well, the, but the reality is. So let's say let, let's take the other side. I'm not talking paranormal. I'm saying what if Grace Sherwood did think she was a witch, right? OK, um, because they exist. They yeah. exist now. They right. existed yeah. then. So what if she thought that? And that's why she couldn't say the Lord's Prayer. And that's why she couldn't. She herself fought out of her bindings, probably thinking that the water was rejecting her anyway. Right. But why are you just saying thought that? Do you really not think there's. Like, do you not believe in witches? Well, that's what I was going to get to. Right. So do you do you believe in witches? Not beyond just because I'm throwing that out there for her. Right. Is Mm -hmm. she believes she was a witch. But because we know those exist. Right. Yeah. But do you believe in witchcraft? Maybe. Really? Yeah, maybe. Really? There's enough weird crap in this world. Maybe. I don't. I know. Well, it's just like, okay, for instance, and God's honest truth here. If you believe you're a witch and have any ability to do anything right Um, now, there are the witches that just think like positive vibes and stuff like that. Fine. But if you think like you're a witch, you can actually like cause things to happen. Uh, Go make a million bucks by taking the James Randi test. Right. And nobody's been able to do it. So I really don't think it's real. Yeah, but maybe there's a reason they're hiding it. If it is, it's worth more than a million dollars. Yeah, if it's like a, if it's like a spiritual thing, yeah. Well, I mean, we know that they exist. No, I mean like the ones who legitimately, if there is people out there who legitimately can do it. But do you think they exist? Maybe. Yeah, I know maybe, but yes or no. That's my. There is no yes or no. That's literally the definition of this podcast. That there is no yes or no. My no, answer is y- maybe. Your belief. Maybe. No 5149, nothing. You're going to give me straight 5050. What's your natural inclination? No. Right. That's what I thought. But but I'm not I can't say that for sure, though. Right. And I don't want to. Actually, I kind of like the idea of like stuff like that being out there. I don't know. I mean, it's interesting for sure. Yeah, yeah it's definitely interesting. Um, so maybe Grace Sherwood was a legit witch and that's why she couldn't do that stuff. Well, I was. But, but that's the thing. So not again, they're two separate questions, right, is. Was she a witch that could actually, you know, transform into a cat and disappear out of a keyhole? Probably not. Right. But uh, did she think she was a witch? Maybe. I mean, she might have. Right. She just could have been a poor old lady that nobody liked. Could have. Like a crotchety old lady that was mean. She could have been. For sure. She could have been. But no, it could have been any of those combination. Yeah. Or she could have been a crotchety old lady who thought she was a witch. Yeah. Or a crotchety (laughs) old lady who was a witch. I don't know. Yep. Or a really nice lady. I mean. Any combination. Um, I've never met her. No. I can't judge. Yes. Anyway, uh, this has been a episode of Skeptical Skeptics. I think we're probably going to we're going to revisit Salem at some point and then we'll probably revisit Modern Witchcraft as well. Um, There are several podcasts, actually, and I'll I'll tell you to just Google them and try to find them. I believe one was done by Bizarre State. I'm not sure if that's right, but where they actually interview modern witches. um, It's very interesting. So I would I would recommend you check that out. Um, But we will definitely bring you an episode at some point. 
about them and what they believe. And maybe I will try to get an interview with one because I know that there are several that are really open to it. So um, not like I know them. I just know that they're open to it. Um, but anyway, so we will see if maybe we can do that episode soon. Um, but yeah, witchcraft. Uh, let us know your thoughts. Uh, and yeah, hope you enjoyed this shorter episode. Bye. Boy, are you ready to start? I've been ready for hours. That's not true. <clears throat> ready? Ready to be with the, your lying self, I guess. Huh? Hmm? Action! All right. <laughs> <laughs> stupid. You're stupid. I'm not. Don't be mean. Welcome, everybody, to a half mini episode mm. of Skeptical Skeptics Podcast. A half mini episode? Yes, it's a half episode. It's a mini special. I don't think I think it only needs one name. Half mini episode thirty eight point five. I hate this. Grace Sherwood, the Why Pungo did, wait, Witch. Wait, you didn't let us do our introductions, or you didn't do mine. You just skipped past it. Cut. Action. Welcome everybody to a half mini special episode of Skeptical Skeptics. I'm R.J. Metzger. You got to stop this. You need to say welcome everybody to the Skeptical Skeptics podcast. I'm R.J. Metzger and I'm Rachel Metzger and we're doing a half what mini episode. That's what you need to do. Cut. Action. Welcome everybody to a half mini special. God damn it. <laughs> All right. Ready? Are you so bad at this? Cut. And action. I was joking. Action. Welcome everybody to it. He's eating so loud. And that's what happens when you put his food in here. Did you feed him all too? Yeah. Oh, it looks so wet. Gross. <laughs> We're just going to sit here and watch him eat. <laughs> I mean, I guess. I'm putting the football game yeah. back on. No, I'm not watching that. What's wrong with you? You don't have to. It's on my phone. So we're just going to sit here, here and wait? We have to. I mean, he's slurping, okay, babe. Okay, righty then. You need to mute that. No, I don't. Yes, you do. I really don't want to listen to it. I'll make it really quiet and then put it up to the microphone. What? Why is that the dumbest thing I've ever heard? Because with my super hearing, I can hear it, and you can't. You super hearing. No super hearing. I do now. All right. Yep. So anyway, uh... We have a couple people to shout out. Marcelino Rodriguez, uh, you're our newest Patreon patron, Patreon member of Patreon. But, um, okay, I didn't like that. Continue. <laughs> I don't like it either. Uh, we're sending out your sticker tonight. <laughs> Cut. Action. We're stand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> Will you shut up. <laughs> this podcast is a. Joke. It's a show. We're, we're 12 <laughs> minutes in. We got no content. <laughs> uh, ready? <laughs> God, you're the worst part. Oh, this is ridiculous. How bad are you at this right now? Okay. Will you contain him? <laughs> no. Gosh, he's the podcast he ruiner. Can, he cannot be contained. Babe, come on. He wants to go in He's there. like a free range chicken. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, don't talk to him like that. Oh no, he's attached. He's okay now. Oh, you just stink. Just living, you stink.
Come on, Larry. Jeez. Ready? Sure. We're just going to start over. God, okay.